Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton and today we are talking about Hidden Figures Believe, the little prince planet of Gangard, uh, My Little Pony, Equestrian Girls, Legend of Everfree, Moana, and Loving. So we have a full show tonight. So right now we are speaking with 12-year-old Morgan from California about hidden figures. So I, I love period pieces, especially about different groups of people. Love those, love learning. So Morgan, what was your first, um, first thoughts about this film when you first saw it and when you first saw it coming to life? When I first saw it, I was very excited. Um, when I first saw the first trailer, I was like, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. So they did a really great job in advertising. And then when I started see- watching the film, I was very excited. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. And it turned out to be brilliant. Well, I'm glad you like it. I Again, I love films that are not in this time period and not in like dystopian because they're doing a lot of books we went through this phase in books and movies that it was all dystopian and i'm not sure if we're still in that phase but i just got tired of the present and then future and i was like "Mm, it's done so it's it's refreshing to see something that's not a part of the present and or the future so did their characters grow and or change throughout the film because people are supposed to change when things happen to them so do you think that happened a lot in this film well, yes, it did, because the characters do grow stronger, and also all the characters around them, the three main women of this film, they also change their points of view, because these three women, um, including Octavia Spencer uh, and so many other beautiful characters, including Taraj P. Henson, I believe, and Janelle Monet who play Mary Jackson and also Katherine Johnson and Dorothy Bargain. They're all very, they're very incredible. And they're three African-American women who are working at NASA with a bunch of men. And they're trying to go through a lot because they have to overcome feminism as well as prejudice. And they're also trying to show these men and the people in this office that they are smart and that they are intelligent and that they can be able to overcome anything. And also we have Kevin Costner who um, changes along with uh, Christian Dunest who plays Vincent Michelle and Kevin Costner plays Al Harrison. And the two of them kind of change their points of view on these three wonderful women. No, and a, and a lot of the time when they have um, they have a group of people or one person or whatever it is overcome something, um, it usually becomes predictable. Is that the case with this film, or or did you see what was going on? No, it's very it's very amazing the way that it's um, put in the nineteen sixties. And the timeline was very wonderful, and I love that about this film. And no, you could not tell that anything was really 
well, you couldn't really think that anything was predictable because of how this is a true story. And also, at the same time of being able to learn about these women's lives and also being able to learn about their challenges and their difficulties that they had to face, you learn about what was happening in the 1960s. And they even show you real footage of some of the first, um, some of the amazing air launches that they did for the rocket ships to go up into space and the race to go up into space and travel around the Earth and all that. And that was really cool the way that they showed the footage. And it was against Russia, so we also learned a little bit about Russia. And we also found we also learned that men were actually afraid of these women because they knew how these women were very smart and intelligent. And they were like, what happens if they take our jobs? When they were kind of worried about that. So they were a little bit um, feminism because they were like, they didn't really want to get too involved or they didn't really want to be with them because... They knew that if they did get against them or that if they were with them, they were like probably going to get in trouble. And so they were kind of trying to make sure that they were staying cool and being like the rest of the men in their group. And they didn't want to help them either because they were like, if we help them, they are going to take our jobs and we want to keep our jobs here at NASA. And yeah, and of course, they're, of course, they're going to be apprehensive because I think in all throughout history and what's going on now and what will happen in the future, eight zillion billion years from now, I think everyone's going to be apprehensive of change. And and yeah, sometimes it we're scared of change for the wrong reasons because it's like, oh well, this will happen to me, or or I won't get this. And and sometimes it's for the right reasons. It's like I don't want things to change because then this and that and this will happen. So, but I think that what I'm hearing from you that this film is a great example of change and dealing with change and being scared of change just a little bit. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network, and today we are talking about hidden figures, believe the little prince, planet of Gargand, My Little Pony, Equestrian Girls, Legend of Everfree, Moana, and Loving. So right now, let's continue speaking with Morgan about hidden figures, and we were just talking about change basically and and how it is portrayed in this film so as since this film is a period piece i believe you said the 1960s i believe it was 1961 if i'm not if i'm incorrect um obviously the wardrobe was different and how they talked was different and the the shops and the stores were different so how did you think that they all portrayed the 1960s they did it fantastically because the outfits were very different as well as the cars and the scenery was amazing the way that they had it. And I love that about this is that it kind of teleports you back into time and you're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So if you want to learn more about history or you want to learn about NASA or what happened when uh, we were against Russia, trying to make it up into space first and find out what happened behind the scenes, this is a great film to watch for that. And also... Okay. Oh, go um, ahead. At the same time of being able to have the great scenery, cars, and outfits, it also shows the way how people were kind of against women and how these women were African-American women, so they were also showed how they were prejudiced as well as being feminist and how they kind of just didn't want to help any of them because they were like, if we do, we're going to lose our jobs and we're basically going to ruin life the way that it is. And they've been living like that for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years. So they were like, why are we going to help them when they can destroy history and life the way we know it? So that was kind of a very important fact that kids need to learn. And also, 
these women were great at math, and they um, there were no computers, and it was just amazing the way that they showed how they got the first uh, IMB computers, or IBM, sorry, computers, and the way that they had them. So that was like, oh my gosh. So that was really incredible, the way that they were able to do that. I mean, this film obviously shows a lot about technology going forward and the human race going forward and exploration, all these other things. And, you know, this film is about NASA, partially about NASA and against the Russians. So you said that if you wanted to learn more about NASA and, and everything that's in this film, to definitely watch this film to learn different things. So do you think that this it would be classified as an educational film, do you, it, maybe a drama, or do you think it would just be if you're interested in NASA and all that it has to offer surrounding this topic, that then you should watch this film? It would definitely be a drama. And they, um, if you think about it deeply, yes, it w it's also an educational film, but mainly it is a drama. So that's what I think it would be classified as in IMBD and many other places. And NASA had to do all the math for the uh, technology and for all the rocket ships and everything by hand. So that was also incredible, the way that they showed that, because most people now are like, oh, let's just, you know, type it up on a computer or put it in our um, way, our computer. But we had to think about this. Octavia Spencer and uh, Jalen Monet and... Uh, and many other people, including Chris Kevin Costner and Taiji Payne Henson, Kristen Dessett, and many others, including Jim Parson even from Big Bang Theory. And it shows the way that they all had to do this all by hand, the way that they really had to think because they couldn't use a computer and be like, oh, let's find out what the answer to one billion plus, you know, seven squared and all that. They couldn't have done that. So that is a definitely great idea for math. Because children will learn, we always can't use our computers because one day there will be a day where we have to, you know, give it up and we're going to have to use our brains like these magnificent women and actors did. I mean, I, I mean, what I'm hearing is that it's like obviously technology is, is much more than what it was. And it sounds like this film is gives a lot of awareness and and tells us to be aware that we take for granted a lot of the technology that we have today. Because as you said, we were like, oh, let's just look it up on the computer. But that wasn't always a resource and that wasn't always something that they could just do. And that's why I have so much respect for people that came before the time that computers were readily available and phones were just right in our sitting in our hands because we've become so dependent and thinking about a hundred years ago, not even a hundred years ago, that it'd be like, uh, we can't do that. So anyway, what age rating do you give this film and how many stars do you give this film? I would say the appropriate age rating would, pro or age rating would probably be, mm, I'd say nine and up because kids will love this film and, or nine to 18, sorry. Kids will love this film and adults will also because it, it's so, it's just amazing the way they put it all together. It's inspiring, and it's also educational, and also it's a really good drama that most people, it just blows your mind at the same time of being so fun to watch because you're having a fun, good time, and also at the same time you're putting all these puzzle pieces together, and it is definitely amazing the way that they had it all put together and had it all combined. And I think that other kids who are younger than eight or nine 
would probably not understand the film too well. And also there are a couple of cuss words, but they weren't considered cuss words back then. So that's also part of the history learning as well. So maybe if you were under nine, your parents wouldn't really recommend you, uh, wouldn't like you listening to that. But other than that, you'll be okay. Okay, and really quick, how many stars do you give this film? I give this five out of five shooting rocket stars. <laughs> I love I, every film that you do. It's it's always like tailored to that film. I love it. Well, yeah. Morgan, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Hidden Figures and what it is about. Um, it's in theaters what? on January... Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank, thank you so much, Morgan. Um, it's in theaters on January 6th, guys, so please check it out. It seems very educational, very eye-opening, so... Please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Super 4. Welcome to King We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome back to the program kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blakesley and we just got done talking about hidden figures and we're going to continue the show talking about my the little prince planet of gargan my little pony equestria girls legend of everfree moana and loving Right now, I'm talking with the wonderful Jerry Ollis about the new drama film, Believe. Thank you so much, Jerry, for being on the show. Thank you so much for allowing me to talk about this film. So, um, tell us about it and what you thought of it. So, pretty much, Believe is a story about faith and staying hopeful and believing in a better future. And it's about this man who is kind of owning a failing business in a failing town. The town itself is going through financial issues, and his business is losing a lot of money. So, he has to let people go, which is not good for the town either. To add to his troubles, every year he has to hold this very famous Christmas pageant, and this Christmas pageant may not happen this year. So the town's kind of mad at him and thinking that he's doing this for inheritance money and insurance money. Now he has to kind of try to prove to the town that it isn't for that. He is actually a good guy. There's just so many different things that happens to him and happens to the people around him. He just tries to make good with it because, in truth, he is a good guy, but everybody in the town thinks he isn't. 
Ah, the classic holiday films coming out. This is the perfect time for them to come out in theaters and spread wonderful, inspirational, and heartwarming cheer. So, uh, as a since the holiday season is coming up, how does this fit into uh, the Christmas films coming out? Did you did you feel all warm and fuzzy inside by the end of it? Uh, no, not really. I don't think you consider a Christmas film because the only thing about Christmas that's related to it is the fact that it's called a Christmas pageant and it's like a giant Christmas party. That's really the only thing you can really relate to it because other than that, it's not really connected to the holiday. I think that it fits for the story, but it isn't in exactly the Christmas movie genre. I see. All right. Thanks for the correction there. So, um, you mentioned this is a... Uh, the drama, the drama in this film, of course, you got to have some very good, good actors to be able to pull off these scenes. So, uh, what did you think of the acting in the movie? I thought it was overall great. There are some names you may know, for example, Isaac Ryan Brown, who's from Blackish, and some other people, and they all do fantastic. I think, I think they all play their characters perfectly. I do have some criticism about the, how they wrote the characters themselves. Uh, Isaac Ryan's Brown character, Clarence. He doesn't really fit with the story. He feels completely left out. It seems like he just put it, it, they put him in there for some jokes and maybe just to solidify the message of the story, which is believe and stay hopeful, which I can just make sense, but they should have integrated him better with the story. It felt like all the scenes with him, and this isn't because of acting, it's just because of how they wrote the story. It felt like he was kind of outcasted and kind of just out of out there and just put there awkwardly. I see. So you don't you don't really feel like he fit into the movie per se in this storyline, at least. Yeah. Hmm. And do you feel like that that was pretty much the biggest downfall of this film? It was probably one of the biggest downfalls, but I think the biggest negative about the film was the fact that it's two hours long and the story could have really been much better in an hour and a half film, maybe even a little bit shorter. Because it's mostly a simple plot, and there's really a, quite a little events that happen in it. So I really don't think they should have made it to our film. There's a lot of scenes that were really pointless, which made the story feel like it was extended and stretched out to me longer, which was uh, which made it slightly boring and maybe kind of lost the feeling of the story. So I feel like it could have been definitely shorter. Well, definitely, especially with this. I would say from reading the synopsis, it is pretty simplistic, um, but simplistic doesn't mean always bad. And to have that for like a two-hour film and stretch it is... Can be a bit, can make it a little bit laborious at some points. I can understand that, um, but on the positive side, what did you think was like the biggest leg up for this film? Oh, definitely one of the biggest things I absolutely loved about the film was the cinematography, because the cinematography was you know there's the normal cinematography of wide shots, close ups, and all of that. But in a couple of scenes, they did this kind of third person mixed with first person. The the whole film is of course filmed in third person, but they made the cinematography act as if you're feeling exactly what the main character is feeling. Like, example, one time the main character has a concussion, so they kind of shake the camera as if you're feeling the concussion, which I thought was a really great idea. They used slow motion a lot to their advantage. There's just these little things and scenes that really stood out to me, and I thought those were great ideas. Certainly, and that's the point of filmmaking. We were supposed to bring the audience right into the, right into the picture. And for us to really feel the characters, emotions, and the turmoil they're going through is not easy to pull off. And it sounds like you do a good job of that. 
You listen to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're going to be talking about the films The Little Prince, Planet of Gargand, My Little Pony, Equestria Girls, Legend of Everfree, Moana, and Loving. Right now, we're going to continue talking to Jerry Oz about the film Believe, and this show is sponsored by Super 4. Welcome to Kings Lynn. So, um, Jerry, uh, what would you say, since this, this film seems to be a story about faith, uh, do you feel like this is, is this is more of a religious type of film, or do you feel like it's just, in general, anybody could see this film? There is definitely a lot of religious moments, and this kind of connects more with Clarence, uh, because there are a couple of moments when the other characters talk about religion, but he is really the only character that mainly talks about religion, which is another reason he doesn't really fit with the story. Now, if you see the advertisements for the film, it isn't exactly advertised as a religious film, but almost everything he talks about is related to religion and Christianity and all of that. And I don't think that's bad. I just don't think it fits with the story because literally nobody else talks about that. They explained that his mom taught him a lot about the Bible, and that's why he's so connected. Not even his mom talks about Christianity that much. So I definitely feel like that was kind of interesting how they did that. I feel like it would have been a lot better if they had some other characters connect to the religious side of things more to make it more sense that he is so religious. Again, it comes back to the, the main boy in this film. It's, he's kind of the outlier, um, sadly, in this film. It feels, like, well, it's, it feels like you're watching a different movie when he's part of the, the film. Am I, am, I, am I correct? Yeah. So, with that said, uh, what about the other characters in this film? Of course, we have the main character, of course, but uh, what about the other supporting cast? Oh, I thought everybody, I think everybody did fantastic. I think that the bad guys are stupendous because they're those type of people that are very, very evil, but also seem very, very kind and generous, which is the perfect bad guy. And they play those roles absolutely perfectly. The good guys are wonderful. I just feel like every single character, one of the characters I liked was a couple of the more political characters who at first seemed bad guys, but then transitioned to good guys. And I like how the actors portray these characters because they portray them as kind of neutral. But then you learn later in the film that they're nice and they just portray those emotions so well. So I think that all the other characters are absolutely stupendous and I love them. That sounds wonderful. Especially in a film like this, I feel like that the writers could get in the rut of just having the political businessmen be the villains and they're the snobbish rich people who always look at the, the dollars. But it's nice to see that they don't go that route and they, they, they keep them neutral and they make sure to, that they're actually three fleshed out characters instead of like the regular cliche trope you see in these kind of films. Uh, so what would you say is the biggest message in the movie? It's definitely just to believe and keep hopeful, and maybe a slightly part of it is to believe in God, but I think that the strongest message is just to be hopeful for the future and to never lose that, because in the film, he is going through a huge, huge rough patch. I mean, everybody hates him for no real reason, and that gets violent at times, and he still believes, and it's kind of thanks to the characters around him that he still believes, and he still tries for a better future, and I think that is definitely the message of the film. And with a message like that, what would you say is the intended audience and even age range for this film? I'd say that there isn't really much for parents to worry about. Maybe just, like I said, a tiny bit of violence, a little bit of intensity. So I give an age rating of 9 to 18. 9 to 18? Wonderful. And what would you say is your favorite scene in the film? My favorite scene is that scene when I was uh, talking about the concussion. I really, really liked how they did that. 
because he got mugged and they kind of set his car on fire and he had a head injury. So they kind of altered the camera in editing to make it look like you had a head injury too. The camera was warping, it was shaking, you felt all disoriented. And I really liked that. And I just thought it was so perfect with the snow falling in the background to the slow motion effects. It all came together for a perfect scene. Sounds like a perfect orchestrated performance and scene. Wow. Uh, gotta go check it out. So, uh, how many stars did you give this film overall? I give it three, uh, three and a half out of five stars because despite a couple of major problems, it's still a very solid film with a creative idea, a strong message, and overall fantastic acting. Well, wonderful. Thank you very much, Jay, for talking about Believe. It's always been a pleasure. Thank you so much. This film is in theaters now, so please go check it out. I'm your host, Keeper Blake Slayer, and this show is sponsored by Super 4. Welcome to Kingsland. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up welcome back i'm brianna hofitzon and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we just finished speaking to jerry about the drama filled believed and today we have talked about hidden figures believe and now we're about to talk about the little prince planet of gargand my little pony equestrian girls legend of everfree moana and loving so right now we're speaking with 12 year old morgan again from california and we we're talking about the little prince planet of gargand so can you tell me a little bit about what this is about so it's about the little prince uh, many of you might know him from the book and also the movie that came out not too long ago and it's about this, the little prince and how he's, like, going around to planet's planet, trying to save them from going into imperilous doom, because the evil snake is trying to technically take over the planet, and he's trying to get rid of all the stars, and he's make, he wants to bring the entire universe into, like, complete darkness, so that way he can rule it. And so the little prince is trying to make sure that everybody's going to be okay and they're going to be safe and that the stars don't get stolen. And he's like, at the same time, he's also, every episode, 
he writes to his little rose that's on the on the magnificent asteroid and he's trying to make sure that she's okay and he's trying to make sure that the entire universe is safe okay well it's it, it sounds like an interesting film and it's blatantly obvious that i I can't compare this film to 007, I can't think of James Bond. I can't I can't compare it to James Bond or any of the other things that have gone on for like 85,000 years. Um, but obviously this is not the only film and not the only time you see The Little Prince. So since it, this is the third or fourth, if I'm not mistaken, the, the installment of The Little Prince, whether it's book or movie or television show, which, whichever this route goes, do you think that your people will... Or, or young children will still want to see this and still want to be entertained by The Little Prince, even though they've seen earlier installments? Oh, definitely. This is a great installment to this wonderful series because it really does tell a different story. And also, at the same time of doing that, it has adventure and has a little bit of comedy because the fox, who I personally love, is absolutely hilarious. And we also have... Um, the Magnificent Planets and the Galaxy and the animation is it, it's, I'm comparing it to Kubo because it's kind of the same and they're both really beautiful the way um, and I love that about this animation is that it's so complex and at the same time it's so simple so you're like wow that's just it's amazing the way that it's created and I love that about this film and also at the same time I love the combination of trauma that we also have with comedy and we also have a good story and all together, it just really matches. And you're like, wow, the beautiful characters, an animation, unique storyline, along with the memorable characters. And just make this a must-see film, honestly. Well, I mean, it sounds like you really like it. And before you said that this film is basically about, not blatantly good versus evil, but after you do some digging, it's, it's him the little prince trying to save the stars and in the galaxy and, and that's what it sounds like so obviously other films and, and and when i say other films i don't just mean live action films and and sometimes it's an animation film but the majority i'm saying live action films when they have to put it under basic words good versus evil evil <laughs> good versus evil it's very like the bad person or the evil person or the person that's not on the good side is very violent well not some anyway violent and it's 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 a darker tone and, and it's completely different than most animation so do you think that you can still get the sense that this that the bad character or or the evil person in this film is an evil person or is it like oh well that's just another character that they're using for this purpose to be honest, you can kind of tell that he is evil because even though he's not violent or um, anything like that, he is still mean. And he tries to persuade people to do the wrong things because he takes something that they really like or something that they had as an experience. And so he kind of uses it, uses it against them by being like, oh, this happened and it was wrong, but you can do this to fix it. And it always ends up to be like something that sounds really good to do or really a great idea but then it just doesn't really end up that way and you'll be like wow that's it's not that way because it's it's just he uses that and then you're like oh my gosh that was evil after you've already done it so then you're like oh, i can't do anything to fix it now and if i can then let me do it no yeah because I, I just realized that the other day that 
I guess you kind of see baby protagonist and, and, and when I say baby, it's just a, just a more simpler version and then baby, I mean, and then a little bit more complex protagonist and same for antagonist. So I was just, I was just seeing if my, my mind was correct on that. <laughs> so Morgan, can you please tell me the age range that you give this film and the star rating? I would say the perfect age range to this film would be, I'd say 6 to 18 will love this because the story contains lessons for younger children with characters that are their age range. And there are also messages that older kids and parents will understand and will kind of remind them of them and refresh their memory because sometimes these lessons you'll forget and you're like, oh, I don't even know. You don't even really remember that you forgot them. And then you'll be reminded, and you're like, oh, that's right, I should tell my kids this, or I should tell somebody that I know about this lesson. Interesting. And rating? And my, I would give this definitely, I would say, five out of five amazing shooting stars. <laughs> because it has great animation, the fun characters... And the discovery of new planets in the galaxy, each with its own strange inhabitants and lifespan, is a fun concept. And I take a joy in watching what or who the new planet and characters will be, because it's like, oh my gosh, that's so intense, and you're so happy to see it. And it has a little bit of mystery, friendship, and trust, and that makes it just amu am amusing to watch. Well, it sounds like it is a it, it's a great film that has all the little components to make it a great film for for younger audiences and and as well as you said, adults. So thank you for talking about that, Morgan. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Place America Kids Network, and today we are talking about Hidden Figures Believe, The Little Prince, Planet of Gengard, which we just talked about with Morgan, um, My Little Pony, Equestrian Girls, Legend of Everfree, Moana, and Loving. So right now we are switching gears from Morgan to Kiefer, which I haven't inter who I haven't interviewed in a while, so just kudos to that. And um, Kiefer, we are just talking about Loving, which is a film obviously. So, Keeper, can you please tell us about Loving? Of course, when you come back, we're going to be talking about a romantic film, and if you are viewers of the show, me and Brianna are both romantics. Yes. And this are. film is no exception. It's an absolutely phenomenal film about... Uh, films like this have been done before. It's about an interracial couple and pretty much the struggles of trying, of, of just love conquering all, and it's not, it's not really, it's not portrayed that cheesy. It is... It is based off a true story, of course, and these two are the first ever to like bring this to the Supreme Court and um, be able to have be an interracial couple during this time, of course, pr of prejudice. And there's a film that when uh, there's a classic film called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, who oh, I love that and it's one of my favorite films of all time. And I dealt with that situation so wonderfully in that time period. And this is still, and this, and when Loving came out, I feel like it came out, it's, it comes out and it's still in a relevant time. It's able to show more, of course, and I feel like it's still a re relevant topic nowadays. And it's, it's, it's truly phenomenal, but I want to say one thing. The beauty of going and watching this in the movie theater was spectacular, because I saw this, and the people I saw it with, I was surrounded by couples of all different colors. I saw... Uh, and right next to me, there was an interracial couple, an African-American woman, and a white man. And, they were, and when the movie ended, 
the lights came up, the credits finished rolling, and I hear them, and I hear the conversation next to me, and the woman said, this is our story. And I broke out crying because it touched so many people in there, and I was just surrounded to be able to watch this, this film about a truly passionate romance and to be surrounded by people who share that same love, young and old, was a truly a, a genuinely amazing experience that only can be done in a movie theater. No, and, and the, the plot line, the plot line alone is, it's absolutely amazing. And then you have these actors that come together and then you have the, the fact that it's a true story and then you have another fact that this is still something that's very relevant, like you said, because it's, it's relevant for for almost anyone. It, it doesn't have to be black and white. It, it you know it can be different religions. It can be, it, you know, it, there's so many things that just branch off of this film, and mm. and seeing it seeing it touch so many like the like the people next to you like hearing that from you almost almost made me break down and cry. So it's just knowing that it's still being told like the story is still being told. And of course it's not, an, it's not a new story because guess who's coming to do, which by the way, was one of my favorite films that I saw with my pops. Shout out to Dan. Um, it, it's not a new story, but it's a story that needs to be told because it's, it's still not completely resolved. So yeah. just want to get that off my chest. Ooh, um, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking uh, earlier, I said about the actors because I feel like when you have a, when you have a storyline like that is like this and that is this, you have to have some pretty strong actors to <laughs> portray this. So talk about the actors, Kiefer. They fuel the show, the movie. That's all I can say. They, Joe Edgerton and Ruth Nega, their love on screen is so genuine and so powerful that one of the criticisms I have assumed is that I didn't see enough of them. They really did focus on the civil rights issue of this, which is, of course, the main point of yeah. the film, which I agree. But I feel like I want to see more of Joel Edgerton's character, Richard Loving, as a father. I want to see him with his family more. I want to see Mildred with her family more. I just want to see them as parents. We see them as lovers and as a husband and wife, but I want to see them as more as father and, and, and mother, because one issue is that uh, that they're fighting against, like, you can't bring children of mixed races to get races together and that's one of the main arguments and i would have wanted to see more of them as a family but even with that if my biggest criticism is that i didn't see enough of their relationship then it's not really a, it's not a it's not really a criticism it's, it's really it's a it's just my own just my little nitpick but again this film is amazing it's out in theaters now i gave it five out of five stars and this i recommend it for ages of like 13, 12 to 18-year-olds, but even the, the language is very mild, and of course they use some slurs, but I feel like even younger kids could really appreciate this film, and it's an important film for them to see. So please go check it out, and shout out to Ruth Nega for a nomination, and especially, I feel like she deserves a nomination for her performance. And I I just wanted to say, I have not yet seen this film. I know, I'm a horrible person. I have not yet seen this film, but I am about to in the next few days. So, wish me luck. Hope that I don't cry. I probably will, but I, you know, whatever. <laughs> Kiefer, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about loving. And we didn't get enough time to talk about it, but that's okay. It's okay. It happens. Just go see the film. Just That's all I say. Just go see it. Yes, and I and and guys, it, 
talking to Keeper and him saying all these wonderful things about seeing it in theaters. Go see it in theaters. Do not wait until do not wait until it's on DVD because seeing it on twenty four by twenty four is not the same as seeing it on a big screen so, with other people. With yes, other with other people that you do not know that you are not related to. <laughs> Guys, it's now playing um, in theaters, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hopiton, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Super Four. Welcome to Kingsland. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about loving with the wonderful Brianna Hobiton, and we also talked about the films Believe, Hidden Figures, and The Little Prince, Planet of Gargan. Right now, we're going to be talking to Morgan once again about My Little Pony, Equestria Girls, Legends of Everfrey. Now, get right into it. So, Morgan, tell us a bit about this DVD collection and what it consists of. Well, the DVD collection of My Little Pony Equestria Girls, which is a series of four movies, is basically about the My Little Ponies go, like, there's another dimension besides Equestria, so the dimension is where the human, the ponies get turned into humans and turn into teenager girls. So it's kind of like a sci-fi version of My Little Pony mixed with, like, a bit of magic and... It's really cool the way that they have that, along with the different dimensions, and the way that they have the magic, and how they have, like, the weirdness of all the crazy things that are going on in the teenage life at the same time. And what's interesting about um, My Little Pony, I've only seen a couple of episodes, uh, not enough, I haven't seen, not enough, obviously, but I think the show is very revolutionary, in my opinion, because it tackles, like, messages and themes that most kids shows don't even do. I saw one where they tackled, like, one of the characters was suffering from anxiety. And those are some stuff that you don't 
that's not depicted in children's shows a lot, but it's very important topics to touch upon. So are there any sort of topics in this in these four part movies that you found that were unique? Well, no, not really. It's all about um it's mainly about the magic and like the way that the Wonderbolts and the Wonder Colts, how they all bond together and how they defeat the magic or the evil enemies that have magic. So that's what it's mainly about. And also about uh, Twilight Sparkle trying to get used to the fact that she's a human and that she's in this world and that she, uh, and she's also trying to help her friends in this other dimension. So it's kind of the way that it's basically about life and the way that you're supposed to deal with it and how to really just communicate your feelings and let people know the way that you're feeling and to help people come out of their shells. And that that's actually very unique as well. I feel like to be able to communicate and express your emotions is not an easy thing to teach. And definitely in children's shows, it's a very important message. And so how do they teach that in this film, in, in this DVD collection? Usually they have, the, like, one of the girls has an issue or a problem that's going on. And it's, like, about how everybody around them, all their friends are, like, what's going on? What's going on? And, like, they don't want to really show it. But once they do, like, around, like, I'd say the middle or the end, usually, like, they're, like, they feel so much better. And they're, like, wow, that's off my chest. And now I can actually open up some more and tell them what's really going on and let people know how I feel. That's how they really show it in these films. Very interesting. Now, what would you say is your favorite out of the four parters? I'd say this is one of the best ones, but one of my absolute favorites was I love the original. I love, love, love the original. Hmm. And why is that? I thought the story was very interesting, and the way that they have um, they have the crazy and outrageous Rebecca Chanzette, who plays Sunset, Sunset Shimmer, is like the way that she's so mean and evil and that she really just wants to take over the world by stealing this crown. I love that about the first one. And then after that, uh, how she turns thoughtful and generous and wants to help everybody, especially in this one, and how she wants to solve the mystery that everybody's so curious about. And how she also is trying to help Twilight Sparkle and uh, overcome her fears and gain more power over herself. And also trying to help the rest of the gang by telling them, this is what you got to do. This is what we should do. This is what we should be working on. We got to keep our heads in focus. Interesting. So what would you say is the age range and how many stars would you give this? I'd say the perfect age rating for this film would probably be 7 to 16. Um, because kids will really love the way that they show the way that have animation the animation is mixed with anime so they'll love that part part and they'll also love the way that they have the fun characters the design and the way that the story goes because it's very intriguing and very interesting and teenager it will help teenagers come out of their shells and help them communicate which many teenagers do need to do because they're still stuck on their phones and so they need to learn how to really talk with their words and not their texts or instagram facebook and yeah, so on and I'd say that I give this five out of five ponied up stars. Wonderful. And that's really interesting that My Little Pony could be pointed towards teenagers, but there are many bronies out there. And, 
Yes, coming from a teenager, we need to get off our phones. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about My Little Pony at Crest Girls, Legends of Everfree. We also finished talking about loving, believe, and hidden figures. This show is sponsored by Super 4, Welcome to Kingsland, inspired by Playmobil. Now we're going to switch gears and talk about a highly talked about film that's been critics and audiences have been loving and adoring. It is Disney's Moana. Once again, we're going to be talking about it with Morgan. So, Morgan, with all this hype and all this wonderful praise from this film, what do you feel like makes this film so special? Like, why do why, why do people fall in love with this film? Well, that's actually a very difficult question because there's so many different reasons. But I think one of the best ones is probably the storyline is very... Um, is very different and unique and at the same time I could feel the warm breeze blowing through my hair the air and the smell of the ocean and the animation is incredible and it really makes you feel like you're in the moment and the cast is really fun and energetic and believable and they just make you feel happy when you're with them and you're with the characters and you're like it feels like you're in the film and Moana's adventure with the help of a demigod named Maui is an inspirational humorous uh, and genius film Wonderful, and I, I I love that they use like this Pacific Island lore, and I think that's that's I, I like when they go back from that, and of course the music is by Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh Hamilton, Hamilton, I love you. Um, so tell us about the music in this film and why you enjoyed it. The music is actually very interesting and very entertaining, and I love the way that they had it all put together because like they had it at the right moment. So when you were kind of like, oh wow, I'm really falling for the story, and you're like that's interesting and you're thinking about it and then like they come up with this fun song and you find yourself just kind of dancing along and I found myself even singing a couple of times so I was like oh my gosh yay and I was just happy and it makes you feel really energetic and it really just has you has you draw into the film even deeper and want to come in more and that's what really brings it out and we have the incredible voice talent of Ali Karam Crowbello, I believe, who is a Moana, who's an incredible singer, and her voice is amazing. And we also have The Rock, who is Maui, who is very funny, and or Dwayne Johnson, as many people know him. And he's the perfect choice because he can do everything that he can do to show that he's awesome and how cool he is. And I love the way that he had his good looks and his... Um, fun and amazing way that he just wants to help everybody but with his amazing hook and also I think that he's lovable and that he can do that but he does need a push to do the right thing or two every once in a while but other than that it was really funny and I love and I had no idea that he could even sing and I really did enjoy his songs because it was like just mind-blowing and I was like wow he's a really good singer and then I was like dancing and singing along with him well, Dwayne Rocks Johnson is such a down-to-earth kind of person, and he's like the the gentle giant. He, and the character he plays is, again, one of those people I, I think is one of those characters he can just play beautifully. And he is a wonderful singer, surprisingly. I, I'm so, I was pleasantly surprised to see that he has a very good singing voice. I heard him sing in a couple of films before, but this is the first time it's like a full-fledged, almost musical. So um, tell us a bit about the main character, Moana, because everyone's loving her because she's, She's empowerment towards uh, towards women, and she's a very. Um, I hear that she doesn't even need a love. She's not. She has one person that doesn't even get a love interest, which is amazing. So tell us a bit about what you thought the character. 
her character is just trying to find out who she is and her purpose in life and what it should be. And she's very kind and courageous. And she's a new princess who longs to do things that no one has done before. And she wants to do the unexpected. And I adore her because she's so fun-loving and adventurous. And the way that she's kind and sweet at the same time really combined it really well. Plus, she reminds me of myself and how I'm also adventurous and a friend to all. And I love that about us. And she's also a great role model for girls because she learns to do many things that she thought she could never do. So I can't say I can't do this mom anymore because she'll be like, really, look at Moana and look at uh, Hidden Figures. Both of them show really good meanings in that. And even when she's scared, she still musters up the, cor- the courage and strength to get what she needs, to give herself that little extra oomph or push to actually do what she needs to do. And that's what I love about her. And she also has the perfect voice for this part, which involves many new songs. And I loved her for that. And also, she's so sweet and entertaining when you watch her on, like, the little news outlets and she's giving interviews out. It's just like, oh, my gosh, it's so much fun watching her character. And here's a fun fact. She is actually the first, um, she's the second original princess that has not been inspired by a book or movie um, other than Brave. So first it was Meredith and Brave, and now it's Moana and Moana, because <laughs> that's her name. Yeah, wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Morgan, for talking about this film. And uh, overall, what, would you, what, was, what is your age range, and how many stars do you need to give it, like I need to ask? Well, I would say definitely five out of five amazing um, ocean blown stars. And I would give this the age range of, I'd say six to 18, because kids will love the animation and the fun filled characters. And there's also a crazy chicken that will keep them laughing, and also an adorable little pig. And the villains aren't too scary, they're actually little coconuts, which is really funny. And they will also enjoy the comedy and the quick one liners throughout the film. And the adults will love the messages, animation, and storyline as well. So even up to 18 and more will love this film. And uh, you can be able to check out Moana in a theater near you from Disney on November 23rd, 2016. So right now. Yeah, so go check it out like if you haven't already. And again, that's a great thing about Disney films. They're likable to pretty much everybody. Thank you so much, Morgan, for talking about Moana. Thank you for having me. Well, what can I say except you're welcome. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice of America Kids Network. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Be sure to go check out our, our latest reviews and Red Carpet events at our website, www.kidsfirst.org. Also, go check out our blogs in our jury section. We really work hard on them. Also, check out our YouTube channel with all of our, our wonderful content. And we're on the countdown to the holiday seasons. So, have a great night. Let's And thank you for listening. I'm your host, Keep It Like Sleep. This show was sponsored by Super 4. Welcome to Kingsland. you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. Listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids.